Alright, ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's get in. Yes. Really, it gets episode four. I'm your host, Gavin Hickey. Today, I have with me Charlie Watts, the founder of Mana. My Mana, you might know it as on Instagram. Massive gym. What? How many gyms you got now, bro? Uh, we've got nine. Nine locations. Nine locations yeah. now. So let me start by saying how I know Charlie. We go way back. In my previous episode, you might have seen Sean Grealish. We got man like Sean. Uh, training house gym. I actually met Charlie there. Gone what? Five years ago? Bro, I was trying to work this out earlier. Actually, I think yeah, it must have been. So I saw him. He's a friend of Sean's. You and Sean were just in there training anyway. Me and two of my, uh, we were like the flash bastards in the gym at the time. Yeah. We come in. Push up some big weights though. Sean, Sean was like, come and have a workout with us too. And we was like, yeah, all right, cool. It was three of us, two of them. We was giving it the big and thinking, ah, this is going to be easy. <laughs> I didn't know he had a fighting background, so they have like a crazy mentality anyway. Sean's nails, and I think the workout was, I forget the rep range, but it was something along the lines of swings, double unders. And a lap round made of Remember, there was like that big, yeah. you just went out the yeah, gym. That was tough, that was good. And yeah, you got smoked us, man. It was just humbling. And uh, <laughs> yeah, then we just sort of we stayed in touch through there, didn't we? I think training house gym shut shortly after that. Yeah, and then obviously, um, which connected us to Jay Brockway. That's right, and yeah, yeah. Brother, and yeah. Then you started I started working with them, yeah. I kind of followed your journey, um, and then you were at the four, yeah. Um, and yeah, we just kind of kept in contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so what was I going to say? Uh, when I met you at Trading House, though, uh, had the manager journey already started? No, no, no. no so wait, it was yeah, after that you started? Because yeah, I remember seeing, I think it was your Vauxhall gym. Was it Vauxhall gym first? Uh, no, it was Oxford Circus, man. Oh, okay. Was yeah. that the corporate one? That was, so all of them were based within the office group, which is a flexible working space. Yeah, okay. I remember seeing some nutty workouts. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, yeah he's not doing bits, man. So that there was actually, yeah, before it was Manor, it was a different um, company name, but we'll, we'll, we'll go into that. Okay, we'll yeah, yeah. That. yeah. All right, so what made you, no, let's start before that, actually. So life as a fighter. So I remember seeing you post up a few throwbacks of just knocking yeah. Jesus out in the office. Yeah, what made you go down to the fighting room? Um, to be honest with you, like, weirdly enough, it was just by chance, man. Yeah. Um, so, never really been um, into fighting. To, and to be fair, I was actually having a conversation. Just really good at it. Never nah, into it. Not at all. Honestly, when I was at school, because obviously, you know, fights do happen. Yeah, yeah. Especially going to a boys' school. There's lots of testosterone flying around. Yeah. I had no fights in, in, in primary or so. Well, the only fight I had in primary school was getting booted in the face by the school bully. Um, and then, <laughs> no. oh, wow. But karma, the first kind of two weeks of secondary school, I just remember him getting battered by uh, someone in the well, end. Right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yes. But no, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was quite a tough school, but I was just so scared of kind of any sort of confrontation. It is horrible. Like, yeah. we've all, I've had plenty of fights in, back in the day, and even still, you get a nasty feeling before any sort of confrontation. Yeah. It's horrible. So, like, do you, being a fighter, do you get over that? Do you get um, over that feeling of walking down to the ring or the octagon? Do you get over it? So, so going back to your first question, which was how do I get into fighting? So I've always been massively into competitive sports, like, and anything that I've ever done, I've kind of tried to be the best I possibly can. Yeah, uh, I could tell when I trained with you. So it's <laughs> nice. starting to subside that mindset, <laughs> but um, I, I kind of I ran like competitively, like county athletics. Um, I played football um, semi-professionally when I was 14. Uh, after that, I played uh, tennis, like county level tennis. Um, and then, what did I do after that? I 
I think after that I just got into the gym and then I kind of transitioned into fighting and it was a kind of natural progression because I love sports so much yeah, yeah. to obviously you know become a PT, become a coach um, and at the time, I think it was my first job, um, I was a PT in a MMA gym called the MMA Clinic okay. in Angel and they were like, look, you can jump in, do any of the sessions for free. I was like, okay, wicked, man. And I saw it as a, a, another or a new physical like a challenge. Mental challenge, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're learning and obviously you're using your body physically. And MMA is no joke. Like, no fighting sport is no joke, but MMA is just there's so much going on. Yeah, and there's, loads to learn. there's so much to learn, and that's what kind of drew me to the sport. And then, like, being a natural competitor, the only way to, and enjoying that kind of buzz from yeah. competition, the only way to compete in MMA is to fight. So, so I, I was just like, let's <laughs> go. I had about 20 fights, so not, not too many. I had That's seven right. professional fights, um, which was cool. My last fight, which is a major achievement for me, was in the Liverpool Echo Arena. Sick. Um, so big, big stadium um, and an incredible buzz. Unfortunately, I actually lost that fight, but it was my best performance How did you do today. Uh, TKO, man. Okay. Yeah, I didn't go to sleep, but... No, I feel like uh, these things happen, but you got to take a loss. Everyone's got to take a loss. take it on the chin. Yeah, Honestly, like, I was so calm going into that fight. Like. It was a big step, so it's a big step up for me because the the capacity of that stadium is ten thousand, and nice. it's the largest uh, promotion in Europe. Um, and I just like training was great, and when I was backstage, kind of warming up, I just felt so calm and just ready to execute. Wicked. And I went in there. How long I, did it go? Because it's MMA three rounds. Or? It's three rounds. Yeah. Lots of ways to lose. I lost in the first round, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, that's the great thing about excitement. At least you got in the ring. At you got in the ring. Is that like you can be winning and then kind of lose yeah. particular fingers. Like I went in there, like broke the guy's nose, he, he dropped on the floor, mm. and I just kind of went up to him, started pounding him, and then he tried to attack my leg, got back up, and then hit me with a flurry of shots, dropped me, and then just like pounded Was that the first time you took um, any sort of loss? Second time. In yeah. Oh, okay. And and honestly, it must be humbling though, isn't it? Knowing that because you, yeah. when you're on like a path of winning all the time, it must be humbling to take a loss. Hundred percent. Cool. You just you're just kind of yeah. You, you get gas if you win too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're at that turf, and everyone everyone loses, right? Um, yeah, exactly. But just like to, to finish that story, I literally I got put up my ass. The guy pound like pounding on me. And the doc, the the ref came over, and in MMA you don't get a standing eight count like you, like you do in boxing. Oh, okay. He waved it off, and I thought he was coming over to give me the standing eight count. That's how oh, fucked no. I was. And I was like, ref man, I'm done. <laughs> I tried to get up, yeah. and I was just like, I couldn't actually get up. He <laughs> said so I had to just have to take a minute off my back. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was fine. I was absolutely fine. After how long that lost gym. the fighting career? Was it like a couple of years? Uh, I reckon probably about six to eight years nice. from like training um, and the amount of, yeah, do you miss it? Fine. I miss or even just the practice miss the lifestyle and yeah. the practice man it's just like must just be like good to be around hungry people but I suppose yeah. you've got your work lot man I'm part of man yeah. in that as well so yeah. must yeah. Like, we're all driven so yeah, it's like, yeah it is no 100% must just be good and then transitioning from fighting to the manor how did you Bro. make that leap yeah so so like the obviously I I wasn't an academic at school, so join the club. I'm <laughs> still not that guy. I fucking hated school, um, but everything happens for a reason. Like I'm a big believer of that, and mm. the kind of the attitude and the skills that I developed through MMA and now transferred those into kind of work and and business. They've kind of been able to take me yeah. this far, and uh, I can you know continuously still draw upon 
all of those attributes, particularly in times like this, to kind of yeah. you know keep driving forwards, man. What made you go for a gym? Just because of the lifestyle as well before? Well, I was a PT, so I had a PT business throughout um, my MMA career. Yes, yeah. MMA on the you know my level doesn't pay pay the bills. It's just more of a passion thing with the hope that you're going to make it to. So it's just like enough. What do you earn? What would you earn in like an MMA fight? My last fight, I earned seven hundred quid. Okay. And this, so, what is it? Still, still similar prep, like thirteen weeks, ten weeks. Yeah, of training and, and, and obviously, you're, yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's not seven hundred quid for two. Nah, you're thinking two weeks work. Like it's like exactly. two to three months um, of hard graft. Um, so you have to pay the bills uh, somehow, and I did that through PT. And when I retired from MMA, I had, uh, one of my clients was actually this. Well, one was the CEO of the office group, okay. and one was the chairman, so he owned the business. Just network from there. Yeah, and, he, yeah. and like he, he said to me, look, we've got this space in Oxford Circus, um, would you like to put a gym in it? So, having no kind of previous experience of, of business um, and kind of operating anything on that level, but being a competitor, yeah. loving a challenge, I was like, 100%, let's do it. That so, must have been scary because knowing that, yeah, obviously he was a great PT, but knowing, apart from running PT business, opening your own space and stuff, must have been scary, huh? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it, yeah, it, was, it was super scary, but nothing can be as scary and relating it back to kind of MMA and competition in sports than walking down in front of X amount of people yeah, with some guy ready to smash your face. So it's just like, I've overcome that, and the worst case scenario, which is a loss, <coughs> isn't that bad. I can yeah. overcome most things that present themselves to me in life now. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I've taken from it. And then how, how long did it take before you knew that, right, this is, this is going somewhere, man? Because there's always that, that's probably a year yeah. or so at least, where you think, is this going to work? You believe in it, you can believe in it all day long, but you, mm -hmm. there's still that, that turnover of, will I get better, will I get another gym? Yeah. How long before you knew, right, man has taken over, like, this is, this is going to grow? Well, not until, what gave me a kind of new lease of life was when it became manner. Okay. So, um, when, well, the first business, the pre-existing business, the manor, and it was actually a joint venture with the office group. Okay. Um, that they gave me a brand, they gave me a space. I had no offering. I had no understanding of marketing. You know, no team. Um, both kind of through coaches or operational staff. So I was kind of just like dropped into this situation. Obviously, they had the self-belief in me, and I had put together a business plan that I presented to them. Mm. Um, but it's kind of basically how you open a business in reverse. Generally, okay. you have your brand, you have your product, you have your people, you have a bit of an understanding mm. of, of business and how your industry works, and then you get to work. I, I was literally just working it out on the job. That's wicked. And, and through sheer like persistence and tenacity, like I kind of managed to make it work, but because it was such a pin drop in the ocean um, for the office group and they were like so supportive for me, um, kind of obviously that was my, it was my everything, it was my life and it consumed my life as well. And I just felt like it was gonna be very difficult to ever take the, well, progress to the next level. Yeah. So I got to a point where I was literally like, you know what? I'm paying myself a very low salary here. I'm working like around the clock, literally. I was, I was, I was still training clients. I was pretty much delivering, you know, most sessions on the timetable. Yeah. And then all the kind of admin that goes with running the business. I was like, I can't, this isn't sustainable for me to continue down no, this course. So like, 
I was this close to being like, I'm just going to jack it in and go back to being a PT and, and just kind of do that. But then the opportunity arose for me to actually buy the business um, because throughout that process or at the time when I was feeling that, the office group got bought by a private equity company called Blackstone. Okay. So encouraged by my dad, I went to them and said, I want to buy the fitness business. And I, I knew in the back of my mind that there was two new spaces yeah. up for grabs in the pipeline, which was Victoria and uh, Vauxhall. Yeah. Okay. And, then we, and then we made it happen, man. Yeah, yeah. Re, no, re, so we're sitting in Victoria now, MCP, bang, <laughs> bang, When all the yeah. shit's over, get down here, get to all the spaces. How many years did it take? So we're on nine studios. Yeah. What was that transition? How many years? To get so it was three home? years as work it. And fucking three years and nine studios. Well, no, 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 no. Not three years of nine studios. That's three years grinding as work it. Yeah. Um, and then I then acquired the business and then we have we have operated it as manor since February 2018. Okay. So we're now in January 2021. That's yeah. mate, you lost me fucking um, very, very proud. That's yeah, no, it's, it's been an amazing journey and like, I've, as I say, I've, because like Mana is, is me it's, and it's a true represent, representation of my core values and what I believe in, I've just been able to really kind of fulfill my potential in yeah. a way that I wasn't possible with work it. That's the next question actually, what I'm going to go into. How did you come up with the name? Yeah, so. Now I, I know roughly, knowing the manner. And that's because you're a culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a culture that we've grown up into and stuff like that. But um, yeah, explain to people that might not know. They might, the manner just to other people might just be, this is, <laughs> they won't know. That's yeah, so like, if you're, if you're from London, it's like, Manners, manage your home. Yeah, it's, it's like your, your area. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is my manner, like, this is where I'm from, these are the people. It's your family. Right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And and that's exactly what manner gyms is. It's like Was you sort of uh, skeptical about the name? Well no, that, um, people might take it as a class thing. Yeah. Because they might, right? Like, no, definitely. Especially when you explain what it's about, they might go, oh, they might just think, is that a council state thing? Yeah, or, no, like, absolutely. What's the... Yeah, and you do get people that are like, oh, is, yeah. it, is it Manor House? Especially if they're not from London. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, hopefully, kind of everyone involved and me myself is like a, you get a sense for what the brand is like just by kind of being around us, you know, experiencing us, whether yeah. it be a class or an Instagram, then you kind of really understand it is, it's what a family vibe, is. Like, yeah. when, even when I walked in here, man, you're not just welcoming as fuck, right? And it is good. It's, it's another reason that makes you want to work here. It's not clicky or it's like you come in here and like the, uh, the thing I shared on my story yesterday but uh, the quote you've got <laughs> the quote is amazing it's hard graft and good vibes mm. and that is how you should live no, 100%. and that's how mad people are the, or the good the good man a lot anyway. yeah, I like that it's hard graft and good vibes no, 100% and, and that's yeah. exactly where it was born from just kind of being a Londoner born and bred uh, and yeah just like a, a, a representation of my kind of values with you know with the influence of being brought up in London. Yeah. How did you come across your team? Team, how did I come across my team? Well, who, so, sorry, who was the first members of your team in uh, Office One? Yeah, so basically, up until this point, and it still pretty much stands, with the exception of maybe a couple, yeah. everyone who works within the Manor family is basically an extension of my family. So like, you're a friend. Yeah, of course. We're now working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much the story with everyone here. That's wicked. And that's, that's why probably why so everyone tight. gets along. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. No, it's definitely. No, like, and and you, you have, well, 
most people have friends because they're you know like-minded mm. individuals so they do say that you know the you're a son of the five people you spend the most time with. i'm not too sure if you've heard yeah that. yeah i've heard that quote, that's a, great quote. quote. Yeah, that's a great quote and that's basically how i like to live my personal life and that's why a lot of my friends you know have a positive impact on my life and hopefully i do the same for them but awesome. then i also want to create that environment at work so I want to come to work and feel inspired. You can tell that just by even the challenge. Yeah, it's so good. It's so like it's like it is a family community, man. It's great. Question number four. This is a big one. So we're probably going to go on a little bit of a rant here. Mental health in the fitness world, how it plays its part, how they go hand in hand. Speak about your own mental health in fitness, and then I'll go on to mine as well. So how has it played a part for you? Do would you say you've ever suffered from any mental health problems, anything, anxiety, anything? Yeah, on the above, and how fitness has helped you for it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, like I was saying, that we have here at Manor, obviously closely linked to the Strong Not Silent campaign that we um, were a part of a few years ago. Is, is that there's no health without mental health. Yeah. So, we're big believers that you know mental health and physical health should go hand in hand. Generally, in gyms and the fitness industry, it's changing a bit now, which is great. Um, but physical health is just addressed individually yeah um, and we feel that it's really important to open up about your mental health and also kind of be supportive and understanding to people who are sh struggling with yeah. mental health just through communication so you can imagine as well through now but like, for what everyone's going through it must be taking a big toll man so it's, it's, it's really I do feel for a lot of people because mm. um, yeah we already know that health and fitness and training hard clears our mind but some people wait had that privilege to do it yet or mm. haven't got into it. So I love it. And that's the message we always try and spe uh, spread. Train and you will feel better, but it's just a tough time. No, definitely. Like, um, training definitely has a positive impact on your mental health, and I certainly use it um, as an outlet. Um, but, you know, talking, well, being in an environment where it's okay not to be okay yeah. is, is, is really important. But then also being able to, having the courage to open up and share your problems, whether it be with your friends, um, with your family, or you know, with a therapist, it's, it's, it's really, yeah. really important. And it's not, particularly as men, it's not really a space that we allow ourselves to be in very often. I do, I'm not just like saying it for only us, but do you not think the way we was brought up as well, that kind of culture, you would have never opened up back in the day. No, that's just because like that. Back in the day, it would have been seen as a weakness, and because of it, it, it carries on in your life, and it's a terrible way. It's a terrible way and, to think. And there still is that stigma, particularly for men. Yeah, it's actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the tough guy. Yeah, I can't show that. I, I can't I show that I'm upset. Imagine going into your room and saying you're upset, but you should be able to. Mm, mate, I'm, one of my best mates, Phil, he's been peppered. <laughs> wow, Phil, I'm having a fucking shit day today. Come here, mate. Poor guy. And, and like, you may not, you may just kind of feel, you know, a, a bit down. You may have periods where you are up and down. Mm. Um, you may feel anxious. Like I suffer really badly from anxiety. The same. And I've never allowed myself just to have time for myself, talking about myself. Yeah. So like therapy has been life-changing for me. Massive. Literally yeah. life-changing for me. And, and like going into it, I didn't even, didn't even think that there was anything wrong. Mm. And it's like, and, and that's the same with going to the gym. It's like, this is for me 
you know, individually. I, I don't go to the gym because there's something wrong. It's because I want to feel good. Yeah, of course. And that's the same with therapy. So you come out and like, uh, like your mood's lifted. You just feel that weight off your shoulders just because yeah. you've been able to say it to someone with an unbiased opinion on you. He's seen everything. He's heard everything. So you can say, or she, whatever therapist you're saying, but you can say it and not feel any kind of way. You Definitely. can open up to a therapist even better than you can open up to your friends. And I would go as far as saying everyone needs therapy. Mm. Everyone in the world, even if it's just for an event, one session, I guarantee therapy will change your life. Because you've got things, everyone's got things that they picked up from childhood or all these traits from relationships, anything. And you carry that on in your life without even knowing. And that's the thing, you kind of, at one point, everyone thinks in their life, nah, nothing's wrong with me, man, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then you don't realise it until you go to therapy and they bring this stuff out of you and you're like, fucking hell. Definitely, man. Got issues. Yeah. No, 100%. No, but um, I, I get the same. I'm very, very... I get anxious and obviously the annoying part about being anxious, as you know, is we've got kids that are healthy. We have a great job. Like, you've got loving partners and stuff like that. It's, when you think about it, you've got nothing to be anxious about, but you still get it and that's why you beat yourself up about it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I get that. I wake up and I think, my life is good. Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. But therapy just helps you clear your head. There's probably just underlying things that you don't know about. So I would say uh, therapy is definitely for everyone. Yeah. And we do need to kill that stigma. That, you know that stigma, it's, it's going to take years and years to do it because of the way uh, people have been brought up. But that whole opening up, I'm sure women get the same, but men, it's just like yeah. tenfold, isn't it? Like, it's, no, the whole, it's seen as a sign of weakness when it shouldn't be at all. And, and to be honest with you, like, particularly for me, because like, my... My dad's very emotionally withdrawn, and they say that most of your subconscious programming is done from zero to seven. So I don't yeah. know if you've heard that theory before. Oh. Uh, Bruce Lipton is is like incredible. He's got a book called Biology of Belief, but he says basically all of your subconscious programming is done at the ages zero to seven. So, mm-hmm. and and in in that period, all we're doing is watching, observing of what's going on around us. Okay. And for the most part, it's you know. From an influence from our parents. Yeah, um, So the way we are now, and we may not even be aware of it, or, the, or, what, or aware that we're doing certain things, but that is those behaviours, emotions, and patterns have been learnt from when we were zero to seven. Mum and dad. Mum and dad. Exactly. You're yeah. the reason. I'm <laughs> you're paying me. You're paying my parents. <laughs> and some of them obviously serve us well, and some of them yeah. don't. But we're altered. We're, we're we're all individuals and. Um, how long have you been doing therapy? Don't mind me asking. Not that long, man. So, um, probably a year? Yeah, I started 2019, had a few sessions, and you know, like after five or six sessions, I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. felt like I didn't need it. And then, obviously, COVID hits and all these other like, external things start to hit, and then you think, oh shit, I need to get back in touch. No, and now I think, even if it's not as often, I'd probably still aim to see a therapist once a month or once every two months at least, just to get things off your chest. Even yeah, if it's good things, just say, look, this is what's going on in my life. Yeah. Get that sort of like credit and just leave. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Uh, what I was going to say actually, while we're on this topic, I find when you go, when you're having like an anxious day or whatever, and you obviously want to get in and have a session in the gym, is there any specific movement you like to do that gets you feeling a bit better? Something that makes me sweat, man. I'm the I can't do like training. Yeah. I can't do heavy lifting or whatever. Yeah. If you gave me like a Metcon or some like hit kind of stuff where you're breathing and you have to zone out, definitely. I, then I feel 10 times better. No, 100%. Yeah, and it's strange because back in the day, if I ever had, um, I didn't know what it was years ago, because I've suffered from it quite quite bad, but I used to just call it a funk. I just mm. thought I didn't know what was wrong with me. Got a bit got of a funk. funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a clue, didn't do the research on it. Uh-huh. 
And back then I could go in the gym and just lift weights and forget about everything. And as I got worse as the years got on, I needed to take my mind separately. Like I need to be, I couldn't be having the three, four minute rest between sets. <laughs> I couldn't do <laughs> it. Right. Just, just needed to go, yeah. yeah. I'd rather go half hour and just go for it. Uh-huh. But yeah, mental health. Um, how do you think it's affecting everyone now? Yes. It's a, it's a real tough time at the moment because yeah. there's so much um, uncertainty um, and when you focus on uncertainty and not having a clear path forwards, it just builds stress yeah. and anxiety on top of you know stuff that is actually real like you know financial implications, social implications. Would you say you've got more um, clients since they're not clients, more people jumping on the Zooms for that like escape? Well, to to keep our community engaged, which was our most, well, it was our priority. Um, obviously, that's the only way that they can do that. So there's definitely been more people, but kind of since it's happened and we've gone into lockdown, we haven't gained a massive amount yeah, of fair. new new people. Yeah. Um, we are launching uh, Manor of Demand, little plug there. Oh yeah. Start that's next week. But but yeah, we've just tried to keep our members kind of engaged and supported through these times and you know having an amazing community that we're really close with they've said that having routine and positive yeah. influence from us has um mate that's what it is i preached that from yeah. lockdown one even it's just only i preached it not because i know i know what's good about what i was speaking on my own behalf and it helped me having any form of structure in your day definitely so helps you so much even yeah. if it's just right i know i'm going for a walk at 12 o'clock and i know i'm going to fucking clean my house at three o'clock mm. and get a little half hour session three things for the day or whatever three to five things a day gives you plenty of structure and then it sort of breaks up your day rather than just staying in or well, you're supposed to stay in now that works the other way around so like I've really fully immersed myself in the community this this time around more than I have done for a long time. And that's kind of held me accountable. Yeah. Because I have to leave from the front now. Oh yeah, speak so, about your challenge. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, hundred yeah, 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 day challenge. Obviously we've got the hundred day challenge yeah. which I've um, I've been on, which we've been on. Yeah, yeah. But then it's we, yeah, it's cool. It's good, man. And like, we've also uh, done a, like a mini thirty day challenge for all the members as well. And and like Is it the same principles that me and you are? Similar principles okay. and and selfishly well not so well, kinda of selfishly, I that idea stemmed from the hundred day challenge to keep me accountable. Because yeah. I know if I was running it for someone else, yeah. then I'd have to do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so they've given me a bit of a boost, but obviously turning it back around to them, we're able to support them um, with with a lot of things. Like we they're doing 30 days consecutive training, so they've got an incredible routine. They've got a daily checklist which is journaling, yeah. um, cold cold showers and ten thousand steps. Yeah. Um, and we've got oh they all have to hit ten k steps they have to hit ten k oh, steps yeah, yeah. and then we've got two accountability sessions one on a Monday which is kind of like goals intentions for the week a midweek check in which is generally some sort of mindfulness topic and a, you know if we can support them in any other way and then a Friday we're doing some breath work and affirmations okay um, as well they're powerful they are they yeah, really yeah. are and then the additional uh, session on a Sunday which I've I've been leading. Sunday service, Sunday service, mate. Always pay your respects. How's yeah. your challenge or our challenge rather different to the apart from the actually the extra days? Yeah, you got ice baths, didn't you? So my challenge, yeah. oh, my challenge is different <laughs> to his. I'm on hundred days. I'm on similar principles, but I've changed it a bit. 
can't do the ice baths just yet. I'm not nails like that. I'll give it a go. <laughs> no, you can, you can, you can. I'll give it a go. I'll have a cold bath first. I'll start, <laughs> yeah. I'll start slow. So I'm enjoying the no caffeine. So what's our one? It's no caffeine. I'm not doing no caffeine. Yeah. Oh, you're doing caffeine? Yeah, so I'm, I'm basically... I'm doing... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm doing... Um, I'm not allowed to buy any hot drinks out. Oh, okay, which okay. Which obviously yeah, is yeah, yeah. coffee, so I'm, And I'm limiting myself to one or two a day. Fair anyway. But, and then for every five pound that I save from the coffees that I don't buy, I put it into a separate nice. uh, savings account. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 90 pound up right now. Standard. <laughs> I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Now to be fair, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to come off the caffeine before the challenge because for me, caffeine and anxiety is like, yeah, definitely. so I just, I had to come off that few, like about two weeks before we even started the challenge. So that's not yeah. that bad. Um, it's definitely no alcohol. Right? There's no reason to do alcohol at the moment anyway, really. Um, what's the other one? Journaling. Journaling's been wicked. Yeah. I've never actually under, like when people it's say it, I've always thought, what's the benefit of it? But I'm doing it myself now every night, and the whole what you're grateful for, three things I look forward to, mm. um, the whole layout of it, it's really helped, man. And I kind of feel not over. Like I'd, I'd rather feel overwhelmed going to a bed. Knowing that I've got my challenge done, I like getting the journal done. I sort of feel like guilty if I don't get it done now. So it, it goes, yeah. back, goes back to uh, gives you routine and yeah. then also a sense of achievement when when you do kind of you know yeah tick, tick it off. You've been on meditation as well. You've been doing yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing that. Mm -hmm. um, training's been good, as good as it can be, to be fair. And yeah, just what are we twenty four days in now. I'm not sure. Well, to be honest, with you, I have, I've lost count, man. I'm just yeah. like I'm just in the groove. I'm just like. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm here. From, I'm at the beginning of the journey, and you know we're not even halfway. I'm just, I'm rolling with it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, the only thing you've got different to me. You've got the ice baths. I've got longer stretching than you. Yeah, that's I right. need yeah, it. So I'm doing my stretch. stretch I need it. Yeah, like that. So I'm trying to aim for like half hour a day and then an hour on rest days. But that's that's the tough one. Yeah, yeah. It's boring. It's boring. Isn't it? Let's be honest. And I'm, I'm also putting myself back out there on social because obviously yeah. you've got an active, engaged social account. I have not been on social media for a long time, so. Yeah, I'm just making sure that I'm there. I show up three times a week. Wicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a, so that's um, a layout that someone else showed me before. To be like present on your Instagram, this is for any new trainers starting out as well. Three posts a week, five stories a day. That's what I was taught, and it's benefited me so far. Obviously, I haven't got a massive following, but it's not always about the following, it's about engagement, yeah. right? So, yeah. So, just being present for anyone that ends up going down the Insta route on your uh, personal training career. So, right, next one, three-part. This is all about manner. First one is how you adapted through COVID. The second one's gonna be how you pick your coaches. And the third one is what sets you apart from the rest. So yeah. my writing's terrible. <laughs> so first one, how have you all adapted? Every studio's adapted through COVID. Yeah, with, with great difficulty, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only obviously from a financial perspective, yeah. but um, part of, the kind of you know manner of vibe is to it's human connection right yeah and and it's something that we all well we all miss but like that's what makes our team and community so special is coming together and sharing experiences and good vibes yeah because so, what was the thing before covid uh finished on friday finished on friday yeah, every friday yeah it's what we come together um and all the team are present you know we invite you know, people from our extended network, and we just we train and then we yeah. finish off with a few beers. Like yeah. having that taken away from you is is, is challenging. That's tough. So, yeah, exactly. 
yeah, but we've just done the best we can, like, as I say, to be there for, for our members going on Zoom and trying to be proactive and developing new products. And it's, yeah, it's been quite exciting. We've had to innovate, create. Um, it's been thrilling, although last year was just emotional, man. Yeah, all, all around. But this it's year. It's been a year, bro. That's yeah, it's scary, mental, man. And we're still here. Yeah. But, like, this year I've just tried to bring a different kind of mindset to the year, and that is just like, Control what you can, let go of what you can't. And yeah, I've, I've been so much happier. Do you know what's weird? I don't want to try and rub it in people's faces or whatever, but I feel, even though I know this is the shittiest lockdown out of all three we've had or whatever, mm. for some reason I'm the most optimistic through this. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. It's just because I know kind of like there's, a, there's an end coming soon. My days are kind of filled with the challenge and, and my clients and being here, like being teaching Zooms and stuff. Um, I feel optimistic, man. Like, yeah, I really feel, I feel like the future is going to be good, so the, I'm not letting it beat me up each day. My favourite affirmation, and like, you can't, if, if you say it and you believe it, you can't, you can't not smile. Yes, yeah. the best is yet to come. The best is yeah. yet to come. Mate, so just like, I think I've done my life every day. Like, yeah. The best is yet to come. The best really is yet to come. Yeah, of course. And in terms of picking uh, coaches, yeah. um, generally, if I had to kind of refine it into three things that we look for. So authenticity yep. is really important to us. You know, credibility, um, you know, your training, how you, well, training as in your education, your training as in what you do day to day and how you represent yourself. And then your mindset, we, you know, we love people who have a growth mindset yeah, because that's going to add so much value to us and then to our community, so. Because that was one of the first things I asked you. I've, obviously, I've always wanted to work it, but when, when you were taking me on and talking about taking me on the onboarding process, I was like, do I have to change anything about myself to stay <laughs> the brand? And you was like, no way, stay how you are. Because I got that question time every Tuesday, I do a question time and all my friends, followers on Insta, they ask me pretty much whatever they want and I have to get back to them. And I was thinking, I don't want to sort of almost, obviously I know I'm representing the company, I've got to be professional to an extent, but, but like you say, everyone's got their own character here. Definitely, man. You imagine coming in, everyone was like a drone, like a yeah, robot, and just like in a certain Just do you. Different. Just do you. Yeah. And then obviously you pick them, like you say, because you know friends are friends, and is that how most of the coaches? At this point, yeah. You know, we've never like done any hardcore, what hard recruiting. Yeah, it's just like you haven't needed to. Yeah, yeah. Nah, and right now it's kind of working for us. So Sick. yeah, we're just gonna keep keep going that way. And, and in terms of um, what separates us from the rest i think that we have some incredible locations like mcp in victoria is one of yeah those. i remember seeing it when you first got it it's, it's amazing i believe it's one of the most unique and diverse like aesthetically pleasing training spaces easily in london easily the uk easily and we're pioneers so i don't think anyone else has uh, converted a car park um and then also like we have community and coaches and people who work for us who like genuinely care um, about you know having a positive impact on each other and on people and yeah. that can sometimes be quite rare to find yeah we could yeah so obviously and you know what when things open come down here and see why we sell <laughs> right 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 we're nearly done we've got two more questions uh, well, the first, this one's a bit of banner, so I saw you do this on your Instagram with Foxy, and it is, I'm going to say 10 things, and whatever I say, he has, uh, Charlie has to say the first thing that pops into his head. We'll see who's more childish out of the two of us. Right, I'll go first, yeah? Are you going to say all 10? Yeah, I'll say, I'll just go one, you say yours, and then I'll go on the next one. Manor. London. Beads. 
Anal. That's open, you said that. Gas. Man. <laughs> Fatherhood. The best. Yes. Ambition. Let's go. That's two words, sorry. Cucumber. Could have nicked Foxy up. Painful. <laughs> uh, Nike. Swoosh. Swoosh. I like Training. Love it. Sex. Love it. <laughs> Fashion. Sex. Bro, my heart is as good as yours, man. Seriously. There's no joke on this area. Lockdown. Stress. Zoom. Sway. Success. Callum. Ooh, hunger. Callum. Health. Salad. <laughs> Food. Starving. Stew chicken. Never had it. No way. Oh my goodness. Reebok. Dead. <laughs> Work. More. Resilience. Let's have it. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Right. So I always end each episode with what is your definition of happiness? Everyone's is different, it could be literally anything, whatever, whatever you think about makes you fucking fuzzy inside and go, you know what, <coughs> that's happiness to me. Yeah. I saw a good question actually before, uh, I won't ask you it, but this is what makes me think about this question. And it was like, can you highlight any time in your life where you felt at your most happiness? Yeah. And it makes you think and you're like, fuck, yeah. I know mine, like I remember mine was about oh, 22, 22 maybe? I just had the news that Rowan was nearly born. Training was banging in the training house. I just got into the PT world and every, I just felt content, man. Everything yeah. was going really well for me. And then it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well done, now we're going back up, we're going back up. No, no, it's all good, it's all good. Mm -hmm. No, sick. Yeah. Right, so what is your definition of happiness? So, definition of happiness. So, I suppose, like, when do I feel my most happy? Well, I'm trying to explain, you know, how that well, the process in my mind yeah. that I go through that makes me happy and then kind of the, the circumstance that I'm in when I am my most happy, happy yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah. basically when I'm anchored to the present, have completely kind of let go of the past and the way it makes me feel and then excited about the future, that's when I feel I'm the most happy. Yeah. Um, I experience that the most when I'm with all my family, so my son, my girlfriend, my parents, my nice. brother. I'm a big family man. Definitely a family man. Yeah, I can see that. You can see that even on your Instagram, you're a family man. It's nice. So nice. yeah, man, that's my definition of happiness. So family. Yeah. Yeah. Family. Love that. Family. 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 Yeah. Right, it's been wicked having you on. Bro, thank you so much. See you at work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>